And the light's red. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Standing here. We've got a guest as well. Who is it? Hello, guys. It's Ingimar Bjarni Sverrisson. Wow. Full name. Full name. Everything. Yeah, very formal. Very the, formal name. The host of, well, the, no, the performer of, I should say, Guide to Guiding. Yep. Uh, shall, yeah. we, shall we start it two years ago? And finally, we're going to try post-COVID to do it for its intended audience, which was right. to write a show for tourism, which was a much better idea when I started in 2019 <laughs> than when I premiered in 2020. Yeah, that was a bit of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you are a guide. That's uh, your job. I was a guide. Oh, you I were, actually yeah. quit, I quit a month ago, so it's no longer... I, oh, wow. I, I'm no longer playing myself on And stage. you worked for Guide to Iceland, did you? Or, uh, no, I, I never uh, worked for them. Okay. Uh, but I was working at a company called... Uh, I mean, I worked for a bunch of companies, and I worked yeah. for one called Into the Glacier. That's sort of how oh, the show right. started. I was bringing people on top of glaciers every day for years and years and years. Nice. And then I also did like the Northern Lights tours and a couple of volcano hikes and all that. Stuff. What's it like being a Northern Lights tour guide? <laughs> that's, uh, just that's a scam. I'm sorry. Just going, going. Welcome, Mister. But well, that is, is a scam. It is a bit of a Prove scam. Prove it's though. not a scam. Sometimes people see the lights. That oh is the my proof. God. It, yeah. it, it is the weirdest job I've ever done because it's the only job I've ever done where it does not actually matter how good you do your job. No, it is completely out of your control. Exactly, if people yeah. leave happier. It's a personality well, it. thing, like, right? So when my parents came here the first time, for well, no, the second time they came just after Christmas. I went to see them, and then they came back with me, basically. And Mum's like, "Can you book us a Northern Lights tour?" I went, "No, I'm <laughs> not doing that." No, what, what what you get if I want to be like uh, defensive about it? Because uh, <laughs> I do run them at the moment. Um, what you get for that is the guides are calling each other. The main thing is you get guides yes, that are experienced yeah. in leading, reading the forecast. And, yeah. you know, some nights I do know like once the biggest, one of the biggest Northern Lights tour ever, they went to Grotta. So they went just like two minutes the out of the city with 500 people worked yeah. perfectly. Yeah. That, that was the thing. Like, um, and it's not a scam. No, it's not a scam. If you're on, on, at Grotta, don't you have to leave the city and like, uh, you are leaving the city. Such so Atanes is not the city. You're not in the city right now. <laughs> right. It's it's a nice little tax haven to, for people like me. <laughs> yeah, this is a dark place yeah, I, full of tax havens. Yeah, that's why I live here, because of how rich I am, if mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't look rich today. No, I don't I don't look rich most days. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's you're extra I'm extra unrich. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I just literally... Poor is the word. Half an hour ago, I got back from the gym and I was like, well, I could wear my gym gear, but that would stink. So, yeah. <laughs> For the listeners, there is a skunk. It's a raccoon, your, isn't it? There's a, there's a, run, a raccoon. Uh, yeah. And I do like the 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 pants. Or, yeah. is, or those... Uh, are those pants or is that uh, I tend to wear them under my jeans that have got holes in the knees. So you're yeah. wearing underwear right now. We well, have a guest of. here. I, I keep getting lost in the <laughs> raccoon's eyes. It's like staring right at me. So, it's just so, such beautiful I eyes have, on this raccoon. I have four shirts with different animals because <laughs> I bought one and I liked it so much I went back and bought all the rest. In, uh, is it different animals? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a walrus, a pug and a like a possum or something. I'm not sure. Maybe a ferret. 
like a something in that genre. <laughs> yeah. Please start posting on Instagram. I did cute little selfies. I did when I was in the Faroe Islands. I, I wore a different one of these with a different shirt every day, and I, and I posted it every time before I went on stage. Cute. Because I'm famous in the Faroe Islands. Are you? <laughs> it is the most money I've ever made from stand-up comedy in the, <laughs> the Faroe Islands. Yeah, which is not what I was expecting. <laughs> no. a, lo- a lot of that did come from government. <laughs> Uh, artistic grants that we shared, but still, <laughs> still money. It's still mm-hmm. money. Yeah. So how? Uh, when is the show, and how yeah, many of them? And so we're what's gonna do, going on? Uh, we're going to be doing uh, when we're recording this next week. So April fourteenth, we're going to be at Loft Hostel, and it entirely depends on how successful is that that is whether we keep doing it there. Okay. Because uh, they it doesn't make sense for them to host us if you know nobody shows up. So I'm very, very hard trying to, you know, plug it at Get the moment. Get people to show up, yeah. Yeah, and, and buy beers from the from the bar there as well. Okay. That's yeah. that's very important as well. A so lot of our listeners are in um, the Dominican Republic, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're related to Mauricio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we can uh, fly them over, though. <laughs> a- April 14th, we're going to be doing it. And then hopefully, if it goes well, we'll be doing it regularly after that. Not are, sure how are gonna, regularly. Is it going to be like uh, that show that's at Harper, the uh, How to Be Icelandic in 60 Minutes kind of thing? You want to start doing it weekly? Or? Well, they were doing it three times a day. When yeah. they were doing it. It's yeah. not going to be that extreme. But no, it's it's a similar concept in that it's you know intended for a touristy audience. Yeah. Written with that in mind. And yeah, I'd love to be able to do it once a week would be like the dream, but maybe once every two weeks or three so, or four or whatever. Have you taken out all the horrible things you say about Americans? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I added more in. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I saw they it. Like last it year. I saw it at Fringe 2021 and I was like, there's a lot of Americans in this show. <laughs> that's don't, fine. I don't name that. That's you reading into the show. That's a good I, point. That's uh, good. That, but I do remember you gave it the best review I've ever heard because you talked about it on the podcast and I was with my uh, my family-in-law uh, just after the Fringe. Oh, yeah. And I went like into a room by myself to listen, like somebody's actually going to talk about the show <laughs> and in media. And I like put the headphones in and you go... Nothing he said made me want to be a guy. <laughs> <laughs> to which I was like, fair enough. That yeah. I wasn't trying to pitch the job. <laughs> to, but to be fair, uh, like I already didn't want to be a guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been offered tour guide work by other comedians before and gone, no, I'll stick with my day job. <laughs> like, no, but this sounds uh, unique and kind of necessary because uh, comedy uh, in Iceland, in any, pretty much any business, uh, for its success, needs tourism and, and, and people from abroad yeah, supporting absolutely. it. Because uh, I mean, Leijavegur yeah. would be dead if any of the businesses wouldn't at three during the day. We need the tourists. I'm very happy to see the raincoats back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I keep hearing English people talking about football on the bus. Though I could do without that, but yeah. but you know. It's bringing the economy back to Iceland because that yes. is our economy. And, and my job back, I got my my uh, yeah, that's my good. employment. Both your jobs. Yeah, basically. So, yeah. So, so you're not a guide anymore, is it? No, I, I just moved into an office setting. Right, in, in so tourism. you're like running tools. Yeah, now, now, uh, now I'm the guy looking at the forecast at like lunchtime nice. going, can uh, we do Northern Lights tonight? How uh, long do you think you're going to last before you go, God damn it, I want to be out? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, the, the best thing about it, I mean, it, it's a fun job, uh, but... I, I do miss like the Highland element of mm. right, guiding yeah. that part I do, but I don't miss having to sleep out of the city three or four nights a week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was in a you know I, I worked mostly in a place uh, Husafell, 
So okay. 17 people living there <laughs> and you were just work, living in a staff house and that kind of stuff gets tiring after yeah. four or five No, no like degeneracy there, no partying, no drama. I was going to ask if you quit in a dramatic or no, cool way. No, it was nothing cool. Monday, like, no. It was a very mundane, hey, the Stay same company is, is looking for a job in the office. I might apply. Two weeks later, I was like, oh, that was... Not thought through. See, uh, I, fair enough. I, I like the idea of going out with a bang, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what you do. When everyone's uh, just, not okay, everyone's I, just I can actually give you a kind of He's, a version of that. Of course, there's country drama. Come so on. I was working at, at, at the Glacier job for like uh, three years before COVID, and then everybody got laid off because there was nothing to Naturally, do. Naturally, yeah. And I, I really didn't know at that point if I was going to go back in tourism. I'd gotten another job, and I was like, I, I need to do something for my final day. And my, second to last day or something i was there by myself just doing maintenance work and i was like i know what i'm doing i just took a couple of photos of myself naked on top of the glacier and posted them as my See? goodbye photo yes and you know you're on top of a glacier where are those photos if on I, facebook no. <laughs> you can find them on facebook if you want uh but i i take all my clothes off on the top of a glacier I like set the camera up on the car it's like a counter like 10 10 uh, 10 second counter do the photo do like two or three times walk back to the jeep as i was putting my pants back on another guy in a jeep randomly shows up i'm like hey bless he's like what on earth are you doing i was just taking some naked photos of myself fair enough taking nudes <laughs> yeah it's it's technically not a workplace you can do whatever you, you want a fucking <laughs> problem with that? yeah you know it's a glacier yeah. want to be naked on a glacier be naked on a glacier Exactly. Iceland, baby. <laughs> Thank you. I, I didn't have the guts to go like rolling around in the snow, but I, I should have. Ah, it's apparently it's good if you it, like if you work out and then roll around in the snow. It's good for your muscles. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. Uh, that, he's been doing that. He's been going. And, I have uh, been, uh, been doing ice baths uh, <laughs> no, and then going into steam, uh, uh, and then you do the the breathing exercises. I do breathing to, exercises. Yeah. The <laughs> The, on a yes, glacier. Yeah, on a glacier. Yeah. It only works on a glacier. I'm going to confess something. I've never been on a glacier. That's so sad. I know. I, I, the I, I, listeners <laughs> are horrified. I know they are. Right now. Everyone, I, I think most of them know that I'm kind of, it's weird that I live in Iceland and I very rarely leave Reykjavik. Like, <laughs> and I've lived here seven years and, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying Reykjavik isn't great, but if, if you're going to live in Iceland, I think you know, half oh, yeah. the fun is getting out of Reykjavik, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not that I've like never done it, but uh, I, don't, I don't do it a lot. <laughs> like when the volcano was here, I was like, all right, I'll go see the volcano. But, but then it, I went and it, saw it once. My friend went and saw it three. The guy who gave me a ride, he went and saw it like three times in the first two weeks. I was like, it's not that good. Chill out. <laughs> like, yes, it, it was. Is it like the, it was with me when I lived in London where it was like, yeah, I'm going to go check out that incredibly cool thing next month. And I did that for four years and then I moved. I, I, lived, in, I lived in London for three years and yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly like that. I felt I, I basically lived right close to the South Bank, mm. and I didn't go and see much of the stuff that's around there that was around the corner from my house. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think I've been to Borough Market once. I lived down the street from it. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just like that as a person. Yeah, but I'm, also, you, I'm not very outdoorsy. Though. You should <laughs> have. Uh, you should spice it up a little bit. Have this adventurous side of you that just is in Marrakesh for no reason. You know, Marrakesh. Yeah, what I'd like that? to. Fi- I, I don't know. You'd like me to go to Marrakesh or M- Morocco? I'd like you to be. Well, if I go to Morocco, I'll probably go to Marrakesh. Mm, yeah. You'll be you'll you'll be in in Somalia somewhere. I do uh, want to go to the Liberia. Quite yeah, and, a lot. and you you mentioned Mongolia. At one I really point. want to go to Mongolia. Yeah. 
And if I went to Mongolia, yeah, like I would you have to, to leave a long back somewhere in Mongolia <laughs> and me never knowing what exactly happened, you but it'll keep me. <laughs> Sorry, you want me to die in Mongolia, <laughs> but yeah. you don't know that I died. <laughs> Not yet. Mongolians. Maybe in your later years. Okay. Keep me guessing. <laughs> I, I do very much want to go to Mongolia. You know. And disappear. Day. And I'll hope that you... I don't want to disappear. Uh, maybe. Make a new life. A new identity. In Mongolia. Or, or just go on like a... Go to Mongolia for like a year. Don't yeah. tell anyone that you're going there. And then yeah. just show up back in the same flat a year later. Like, yeah, just... Got back from Mongolia. Let's go back from mm-hmm. Mongolia. I refuse to tell any stories about it. Yeah. yeah. And Nothing then realized happened. nobody was looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even you, even though it was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be here in your apartment. <laughs> oh, hi. Still recording the podcast. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You'll be keeping it going. You'll have renamed it. It'll be called the Stone Hour or something like that. <laughs> Stone. Oh, no. I'd have a better name. We all call her Stone, you see. Well, actually, I don't. Stony. People do. But yeah, so you lived in London because you went to drama school in London. Yeah, I went, I went to a, a, a school called Rose Bruford in South London for about 10 years. That was the main school that Icelanders went to if they wanted to go. Oh, abroad. really? Board, uh, because for a while, I don't think this is the case anymore, but for a while, they would come to Iceland to do the auditions. So it was just by far, it was the path of least resistance. Right. It was it just, just one place you could audition for very easily. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I, I didn't expect to get in. Uh, okay. Before, and then I got in and I was like, Guess I gotta do this now. And so you, you studied acting, I'm guessing, or yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, it's it's a little bit wanky. It's like it's called learning to be a practic- practitioner, which is like you learn the acting, but you also learn a little bit of the directing and the behind the scenes stuff. Okay, and, uh, so it's not just a straight acting course. I mean, with my acting skills, if I had done a straight acting course, it would be a bit embarrassing. I mean, I'm not that good at it, but like, was acting school always a plan for you, or what, like? From about high school on, yeah. Really? Okay. I, got in, I got into theater in high school uh, and became like just one of those super drama kids. I was like, did every course I could do was in the school place, but it only started right. when I was like 17, 18. And the thing about the acting school was like, I had, like, I was like, yeah, that's something I would like to do. I, I auditioned as a practice at auditioning. I was like, I'm never going to get in on the first try, whatever. Like, it's right, not right, going right, to happen. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll audition just to practice and then I'll take this year after high school to figure out what I actually want to do if I still want to do it then and then I got in and I was like all right cool I feel like I know a surprisingly large amount of Icelanders who who studied acting in London but now you're telling me they probably all went to the same school <laughs> not not quite everyone but like it was no. like ha- half of them yeah, yeah. whereabouts yeah. in South London is it uh the, the town is called Sidcup it's oh yeah just, I know where Sidcup just is just south yeah. of Bromley do you <laughs> Yeah, I used to live in Portsmouth. It's one of the stops on the long train if you ah, go from yeah, Portsmouth yeah, yeah. to uh, London. It was Waterloo. the. Uh, it was a really. I've never been to Sidcup. I just is know it, where it is. <laughs> one of the weirdest towns I've ever been to, or like yeah. towns or neighborhood, or whatever, because it's pretty, pretty like working class, pretty like you know a little bit rough as well. Not that rough, but like a little bit. And it used to be the absolute hotbed of like the what do you call it, the BNP. In, right. in London, it yes. used to be like where in fact, they, I think they I were strong, yeah. strongest. Um, and then in the, the middle BNP of it, <laughs> no, okay, uh, British National Party, yeah, Cute. the racist party of Britain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and in the right and smack in the middle of it, you have like this pretty international drama school and a in, pretty international dancing school as well. So like nights at the pub, you'd have these super fights. weird mix. No fights. They'd kick our ass any day. Mm. But like this super weird, fun mix of people. Right. Know. Yeah. But you didn't really 
yeah, it was like a little bit of a insulated environment as well. Okay. And then, you know, nobody was surprised that it lived in that area, that like that was the only part of London that voted with Brexit. Yes. Did yeah, not shock London, anyone yeah. that had been no. living there. Still, you know, ni- nice, nice enough place. And I also lived in a, uh, it's called Catford, just outside of um, Lewisham. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty far south, yeah. Yeah, it was well south of the river. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I randomly, most of my best friends in, in London ended up being from North London. And I knew so many of them <laughs> that were, like, proud of the fact they'd never been south of the river. Never like, been south of the river. Okay. like a point of pride for them. Yeah, I've never been south of They've the never river. They've never been to the Tate Britain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know? exactly. But yeah, okay. That's I, I lived in Elephant Castle for my third year at uni. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Most of the time I did stay south, north of the river. I lived, north, I lived mostly in King's Cross because that's where my university halls were. That, that yeah. is a slightly better place to live. Yeah. Though, uh, when I got there, King's Cross was being like, uh, what's the word? Like uh, gentrified, let's say. Yeah, gentrified. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, genuinely we went to a bar and the, the, uh, the bartender was like, yeah, honestly, like a year ago. <laughs> This was like a crack tent. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it used to be genuinely just, you could, it was a really good place to get drugs, King's Cross, apparently. <laughs> you could just get them on the street quite easily. That, that, uh, that yeah. was the same thing going on at Catford when I moved yeah. there because they were doing that Thameslink thing at the time. And when I was in Catford, like the first coffee shop in that neighborhood opened up. And the <laughs> right. first like flower store opened right. up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they banned street drinking and actually they policed that. Oh, so, right. So it was, it was definitely in the process. I did get stopped by the cops for- uh, Street drinking. Drinking in the streets. Was that in New York or here? Yes, in New- it's totally legal to drink in the street in Iceland. In is Africa it? Fool. Yeah. I thought it wasn't legal, they just uh, didn't yeah, care. Yeah, Americans are coming. This is legal. I can yeah, they, drink. They always water. neck a beer when you tell them the bar's closing. No, it's like, no oh, we got plastic bags. cups. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. No, no, you can. Yeah, <laughs> do what you want. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you remember, like, it was about 10 years ago where they decided to start uh, in Iceland, they started to find people for weeing in the street for having a. Having it's a piss longer in this, than that, right? Is it 10, 15 years ago? Well, it's, a, it's uh, always been illegal to pee on a church, at least. Or near uh, a church. Fair enough. Yeah, it was, it was a few years ago. I've peed it? on a church. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're an Antifa. You have to. I am an Antifa. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was St. Peter's in the, the town I grew up in. But yeah, very old church as well. <laughs> but yeah, no. See, I'd never even thought of that. I've I, never been like, I need a piss. I wonder if there's a church nearby. Does all, anyone see the church nearby? <laughs> I really gotta be. Well, that church wasn't run by the Church of England. That church was run by English Heritage because it was so old and it wasn't an active church used for praying and stuff so there used to be an art exhibit that my mum helped run every and we used to play in the graveyard on the opening night <laughs> and the grave the gravestones were seriously old so you'd be like well that guy died like 800 years ago kind of thing <laughs> can barely read it and then yeah i don't know i was like oh i need to pee and i was like hey, it's fine pee on the church i'm like is it okay and they're like oh hugh doesn't want to pee on the church Hugh's <laughs> <laughs> scared of god <laughs> oh my god that's amazing how old are you? Oh. Very young, like eight. Okay. Thank you for telling me this. <laughs> yeah, amazing. right. Like, <laughs> Meanwhile, inside, your mom is, you know, putting on an art exhibit and yeah, and I mean, she, she doing something it. for the she, community. She wasn't like she just helped with the group that did it, but yeah, basically. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you to those boys. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Rob McCartney's one of them. There you go. I can't remember the other one's name. Dean, maybe. Yeah, hmm? friends of my mom. Now, 
Wait, the kids were friends of your. Well, we're, we're yeah, bullying yeah, into doing. Yeah. We're friends of your mom. Their yeah, moms were friends. His of best my friends. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. They were Just her kidding. best friends. <laughs> oh, oh, her. Yeah, they were my mom's best friends. These were grown men? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going with this. No, they were like the, the neighbors. Oh, I can't even explain it. It's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, see, I don't know you very well, but uh, I... Or at all, really. At, uh, <laughs> at all. No, you guys uh, have know each other, know, known each other for a little bit. But I did uh, want to bring uh, some... Not Jeffrey Epstein, uh, but uh, up some <laughs> probably worse, probably a lot less okay. known. So uh, I, uh, I'm <laughs> I'm uh, asking, do you like horror films? I love or- horror films. I'm I, I cannot watch horror films, especially not with other people, because my uh, ever since at least I haven't watched one in a very long time, except Bird Box was the only one I've I've seen in like the last ten years because it used to be at least that my reaction to any kind of horror in movies was to giggle mm. like really <laughs> loudly mm. like get really scared and go. <laughs> it's not like nerves. Though. Yeah, I think it's nervous, nerves or something. And and it wasn't very popular with you know the people I was watching the film with. It's like right. this super tense movie going on. Yeah, yeah. And then in the corner I'm like <laughs> like that. So unfortunately I can't say yes. I don't know horror films that okay. well. Well, uh. I can tell you that I cannot either. I don't like watching horror films, uh, but I can watch real horror. Oh, right. Interesting. Well, like gore. Not, I, I'm not going to go in gore right now, but I, my disgust tolerance, like I could, if it was brought, it would like, it would, I would get that ick, ick factor. Yeah. But a like regular teen horror film, not will not get me to or? giggle. No, it'll get out so scared. If I if it's like a scary, you know, uh, uh, creeping up on ooh loud noises, you know, scary movie. It doesn't matter if it's for like fifteen <laughs> year olds. I'm gonna freak out and okay. be like, oh my god, there's somebody in there. Free, I freak out. I cannot like handle all them. Of them. Yet I'm like addicted to watching or listening to real. Uh, 911 emergency. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. You're crazy. Oh, I know. Oh, oh. I, 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 oh, the horror on you guys' face. Yeah. I like it. No, oh, my I just, God. I've, oh. Heard, I've heard every now and then I've heard a real call from yeah. whatever and gone, no, thank you, and turned <laughs> it off. You know, <laughs> We horror were watching movies. some some bloody uh, documentary on Netflix earlier today, uh, one of those murder investigation true crime thing, and I was a little bit shocked when basically what happened was there was a guy who got a bomb put around his neck we, we were talking about this one the other week yeah. I'm, oh, a, yeah. I'm a fan of the lady that's I, a good one I, I, I like that on one. episode one but I was so shocked that they actually showed in the documentary the Him blowing moment up. Hit, yeah. the bomb goes up and like I just watched somebody yeah, die I'm not yeah. sure I'm cool with this this is I thought it was really uncomfortable to watch yeah did uh, they warn you a little bit Nah, it might have been like... Well, you kind of know what's going to happen, I guess, because he's sitting there going, it's going to go off. Yeah, but I thought they would like cut away when the explosion happened or something, not show him. You wanted them to cut it away? Yeah, like real people. It's it's not actually that gruesome. No, it's It's not that gruesome. It just kind of goes, and then he stops moving, obviously. But yeah, like, it's weird, that one. Yeah, then, then they I thought it was stunning and brave to keep that in. Yeah, he thought it was stunning and brave, did you? Should it get an Oscar? Yeah. 
And then they describe a little bit later how they cut the guy's head off. And what was he said? Chopping his head off. Yeah. What was he said? Like we we re- decapitated him in a very caring way. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> You don't want an uncaring decapitation, I guess. No, definitely not, no. So you've only seen the first episode? No, we, we literally just finished watching it before I got here. Oh, it's it's good. Is, is yeah, the rest of it good? I yeah. watched it all in one night. I thought it was pretty... That was one of the good ones. I liked it. Because the lady's crazy. And uh, Stanen is her uh, biggest fan. No, <laughs> I, 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 I like these stories. Cause I, yeah. <clears throat> but, but, I mean, I also... Uh, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a good people person, and I like children. So, and I'm good with children. So, uh, this is good to keep gore and kids in the same category. Sorry, the, but like yeah. I'm great with kids, and I also have been listening to like crazy emergency God. calls that are like feel good stories, where it's like either a kid that does something amazing or a guy that's freaking out because his girlfriend is giving birth and he does an amazing job and the emergency caller does an amazing job. That, that's a little bit different. I it's thought like you were a, talking about like 911, please, and then the call ends oh, with the person oh, being that murdered. Too. Oh, that oh, okay. too. <laughs> that's why I'm saying it's it's the best of both yeah, worlds. Yeah, I like, hate the ones where they cut off suddenly. <laughs> I, I, I also yeah. like the ones where it's like, hi, I'm hiding in a closet. There is someone in the house. Oh, no! <laughs> And then uh, I'll get the police body cam footage and I'll match it up with the <laughs> interrogation tapes with the static. Why would you not do that? <laughs> and some would say that this is probably anxiety inducing. Induce- yes, uh, well, as someone who suffers from anxiety, it I'm, is. Tr- <laughs> I'm trying to, to convince uh, my twin sister that this is actually meditation. But uh, Yeah, but it's not. So that's why she's then, But then you. it actually happened the other day that I was listening and it wasn't gore. It wasn't crazy. It was literally just a woman who, who calmly calls 911 and says, last week I hit a deer. Uh, there was something weird. There was a weird sound in my car. Now I'm on the highway and my brakes don't work. My car is accelerating. I'm going 90 miles an hour. And she go and the, uh, the emergency caller and she's like on the highway. Right. And my heart starts racing so bad. I'm listening to her for like 25 minutes. The car, she's still going. She has a full tank of gas. There's cops after her. She's so scared to hit people, to hurt people, to blow herself up. Yeah. And she goes 120 miles an hour, which is so fast. But, wait, sorry. Uh, sorry. P- possibly a stupid question, but why not just put the car into neutral? There, she couldn't. It's stuck. Oh, it's stuck. And I'm, and I'm, I can answer these questions because the call is very but, like... Sorry, but what, what, <coughs> it's accelerating. It's accelerating. Why isn't she just taking her foot off and... She's not on the gas. It's the end. I, I had it so, happen so to it's my just car. accelerating itself. I had it happen to my, yes. I had yeah, it happen to my car that... Uh, yeah, your car's ancient. <laughs> her I, her yeah, car I maybe as well, but uh, uh, that even if I took the key out, the engine is still running. The radio's on. I don't know how it's so <laughs> weird. And for like three minutes, I was just sitting in my car. You know what that is? It's haunted. And wait. Your car's haunted. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, you shouldn't have killed that guy, Stan. Mm-hmm. But they're trying everything. They're on the phone with her. She's like, I'm so sorry scared she gets to call her husband they connect the call where like it's and wow. and then and they all the police officers was like yeah she was doing crazy maneuvers to avoid hurting people and getting off the highway and on it again without like uh, flipping the car over with that speed so she but but that after that call ended and i was like my back was sweating and i <laughs> That was so scary what, to me. What, what, what happened in the I end? I was like, maybe this isn't the best thing. It's not, probably not meditation. What happened in the end? 
the car eventually just shut off and like the emergency brakes weren't working nothing was working so it just shut off and then she had to wait for it to yeah, roll and she had a car to a stop basically mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. that's terrifying she, she must have felt very good when she got out of that car. Yeah, there is a photo of her like touching the ground like <laughs> yeah. oh, thank have god you, have you seen have you seen that uh, denzel washington film where he's a drunk pilot <laughs> uh is that one where he emergency landed? He emergency lands whilst he's clearly pissed. Basically, <laughs> like to emergency land, he has to turn the plane upside down, and you go, "Nah, <laughs> no, you don't, sharp." <laughs> but that's basically the plot of that. What is it? Speed? The kind yeah, of pretty much. Movie? But they have to keep accelerating in speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah keep it over fifty or something. Yeah, in a bus. So is that strange to to yes. not be able to handle hor- like yes. fake horror films? Like I watched Babadook and I was so scared. The answer is yes. Yeah, I, th- I think it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. But I can handle a real kidnapping but then I, in but action. Then it's probably weird to like. To hor- I, Very- quite, I watch horror films quite a lot, and liking them the way I do is probably weird too. So. You are such a hipster. You seem like the type of guy that. Well, like horror films. Yeah. I thought hipsters liked French art movies. Both. Oh, okay. Isn't that the I, same I don't really thing? like French That's art. That's the same genre. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really like French art movies. So, <laughs> but you know. We would not be friends if you did. I know. No. I'm not sure, I, I would, I'm not we, sure we are. We, we are. <laughs> I feel like this would be a good, like, get two people that cannot watch horror movies and make them watch a horror movie. You could get some good oh my video God. out of that. The three of us would yeah. have a heart attack. It would just be you guys giggling, wouldn't it? Yeah, just <laughs> us two giggling no, and you I, completely I would, calm in the corner. No, you see, I'm not calm. I, I do, like, go, shit, a lot. But I enjoy that. I don't know why. Uh, so what's your favorite? Favorite horror movie? Um... As, uh, Tale of Two Sisters, which is a Korean one, which is, is a pretty hipster answer, I'll give you that. But that's, <laughs> it's a very famous kind of Korean one um, where essentially uh, they these two sisters have a weird traumatic event happen that they don't specify. They move back into their father's house with their stepmother, who used to be the nurse for their dying mother. And weird stuff starts to happen. And yeah, it's a good film, though. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it's every, Korean. Co- every Korean horror movie, after it came out and was very successful, every Korean horror movie took something from it and just copied it. It was great. Because there's another one called Epitaph or Gidam in Korean, and that's basically stolen it and done it somewhere else. Just done it in a different setting. But, why, yeah. why is Korean cinemas? I've never seen a bad Korean movie why oh, is it there's, so there's good plenty. <laughs> oh there's plenty okay because just- i like korean horror a lot and i watched uh, 12 of them for my bachelor's thesis and uh <laughs> about five of them were good <laughs> you know okay. like i say what one thing is in korea they're really obsessed with trying to be as big hitters as hollywood mm-hmm. so like they had this film come out called mr go which is actually quite an amusing film but it's not very good and it's about a, a, a circus um what's the word gorilla who his circus What's trick is? What's the word gorilla? Wait. Well, I was gonna say ape, and I was like, he's, he's but he's specifically a silverback. There you go. Oh, okay. His his thing is he hits home runs, and he gets signed by a Korean team. <laughs> and then there's oh a my God. there's a bad guy gorilla who's a pitcher. <laughs> so it's like, but like that the, the reason they. Well, I mean, no, they did it because they, they. That's put, a But when they were doing it, they put a lot of money into the special effects to try and say, "See, you don't need to go to Hollywood for really good special effects." Mm. And I would say the special effects are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not great. They're not. But, but it's basically Air Bud, except with a gorilla yeah. instead of a dog. It's weird as well because it wasn't. It it didn't. It got a sequel because it was really popular in China, but no one in Korea went to see it. I, I want to so watch stupid. one of those fake Chinese movies from the government that's like oh i've seen loads of those really i want to see the oh, ones I, that are like built after that are straight copies from oh, an american yeah. they're film pretty good. that they're pretty good. yeah 
There's a good one. There's a one that came out. It was the biggest film in China that year. And it came out in the 60th year. The action movie with the... Oh. No, it's not, it's not an action movie at all. But it, it was the 60th anniversary of the founding of the People's Republic of China. Uh, and uh, it's called The Founding of Republic. And it's just straight propaganda all the nice. way through. And I watched that and I was just like, wow, this is, this is so bad, but also... It's a real so missed opportunity not to translate that as the birth of a nation. Yeah, right. so that would be, <laughs> yeah, be kind of horrific, but it would be kind of brilliant. They try and sell it in America and people go, no, <laughs> no, you can't do that. But like in that um, film, they specifically used actors who were famous in China, but not outside China. So when you had someone who was famous outside China, they were in it, but they had like a bit part. So like Jackie Chan's literally just a journalist in one scene who doesn't say anything. <laughs> like he's there and he writes stuff down and takes a photo and he doesn't say anything. But the, one of the best things about it was that the, um, so it ends with the communists coming into Chongqing, which was the nationalist capital. And the uh, the leader of the, the ambassador from America doesn't want to leave. He wants to keep the embassy going with the new government and everyone's terrified. But the main thing that I loved about it was they didn't get an American to play the ambassador from America. They got a clearly Australian man. Oh. A very strong Australian accent. <laughs> so he's just going, no, nah, I think I'm going to wait and see what they want, mate. <laughs> and you're like, that's not, Ameri- that's not an American. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just so, so they're, funny. They're, how would, is that whitewashing? What's the word for that? They just, you know, they see us all the same. Maybe we see them all the same. <laughs> You know, I, I was doing a I'm joke. I'm asking if but there's a word for it. I don't know. It, no. Yellow washing? Yeah. I don't know. I white made blend- you say that. White blending? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can't believe you did that. You uh, fell into my trap. Oh, was that a, a clever trap? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, You're on your computer. You got something to talk about. I was going to say like... Uh, You're being young Jamie for the, this podcast. Yeah. Young Jamie. Get that up, young Jamie. I'd like to be more of a Ben Avery, but uh, yeah, who's that? I'm not. Uh, oh, Ben Avery is Tim Dillon's mate, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Tim Dillon's boyfriend. No, he's got a wife and kids. I think Ben. See if you believe that. Come on. Tim said it. Tim never tells a lie. And 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 Tim Dillon's also gay. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. <clears throat> Looks a bit like Anar, doesn't he? The comedian. No, I'm I'm looking at the summary for the film that I told you about. That's called Dog Tooth. It's just okay. Like because a, a a regular old teen horror film can only yeah. fuck me up in the sense that like I get a little scared, but a psychological thriller. Most of the that Korean ones can are stay that, with me. Like I loved uh, Parasite. Yeah. But if it would be scarier, or if it, you know. Well, to me, what Parasite did was it was very. Career and that it didn't, you didn't realize it was gonna be what it was until the end. And like right. a lot of these Korean horror movies I've seen, they start with like a dance number and, <laughs> and all this stuff, and you kind of go, Yo, wait, isn't this a film about a lot of kids getting murdered? And that it is, and you go, uh, okay, but yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and also, you there's, know. you know, it's it's a beautiful movie. There's not more, a lot of, you know, there's two or three scenes. There's, that there's a series in China, in China and Korea called Death Bell, which are all about kids being killed at schools, and all of them have got. They, they all start like soap operas where people go, I'm so stressed about my exams. And, then, and then later on, it's like, oh, I found my best friend dropped off in pieces in my locker. And you're like, and you're like Love this that. is a weird tone. <laughs> like, no, but because last time, uh, or uh, the time I mentioned this film by uh, by some cr- crazy Greek person, Yorgos Lanthimos, he won an Oscar for Lobster. Mm-hmm. 
or was nominated, I think. But I mean, this movie. It's a film called Lobster. <laughs> or The Lobster. I've not heard of it. Yeah, there Jordan Peterson's the lead. Yeah, I no, assume so. There's no lobsters. In the, movie. the king of the lobsters has to get the first role. Uh, no, it's the it's the other. Uh, Giannis Papas is the lead. Oh, so it's no, two it's Greeks. John Stamos. It's two Greeks. It's, uh, that. Oh, it's still two Greeks. Yeah, it's it's a it's that Greek. Yes, but S- Stav- I don't know if Stavros I did the movie justice the role, I guess. of how how awful it is. It's really bad, is it? The lobster or this one? Dog tooth. Dog tooth. Dog tooth. It's about a dog's tooth. I wish it was. Okay. Uh, it's it 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 only cost the budget was two hundred and fifty thousand euros. Yeah. Um, and it's about a controlling and manipulative father. Uh, who locks his three adult kids in a state of perpetual childhood by nice. like brainwashing and keeping uh, their family in like a large estate, a beautiful estate, but the walls are invisible and they cannot leave. It's so like a horror Truman show. Kind yes. Of. And uh, it, there's incest in it. He, a lot of incest. It's, it's a Greek movie. <laughs> it's a Greek <laughs> movie. <laughs> are they known for that? Uh, no. No, that's the other thing. I don't know if a pedophilia remember. Pedophilia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's a father who's fucking his kids and making his kids fuck each other. Yeah. And uh, it, it, then they get increasingly curious about the world. And the one lady that, the daughter that escapes, yeah. she like, it ends with her walking out of the premises, realizing that she's okay, but she like goes in the trunk of a car. She just walks into that because she doesn't know anything. She's like a grown woman who's been brainwashed her whole life. So she, she walks know into any- the trunk of a car or someone like... And locks it. Yeah, she like... Why? Like, does she, why? Just because she's crazy? Mm-hmm. Okay. She doesn't know anything. She doesn't know what the sky this is. is. A weird film. Exactly. Very bizarre, yeah. I saw a very strange film last night. There you go. And it left you with absolutely nothing except... Yeah. This state of... of Emptiness. <laughs> Emptiness and, 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 and depression itself. Okay. Mm. Nice. Maybe that's what it's trying to do. So watch it, everyone. No, it probably won't. No. <laughs> it's, it's a fair warning, guys. There's, um... What is it? Like, you're saying you don't like psychological or like, the amount of the Korean ones that there wasn't a ghost and it was all the main character is an unreliable narrative with some kind of problem. That's like all of them, pretty much. But then also at the end, there nearly always is a ghost. They just weren't doing anything. <laughs> it's so weird. So you just go, oh, so there is a ghost of whatever. Like it's, it's like a it. super nice ghost that keeps getting blamed for well, bad stuff. Yeah, kind of. Or like, yeah, like the epitaph. Um, there's a. It starts with this guy inviting his his like uh, niece over to dinner, and there's a girl in a school uniform the whole time. And then it's revealed at the end that like she, him and her were in an arranged marriage and she died and that her parents had her soul bound to his to follow him around forever. And that doesn't affect any of the <laughs> events of the film because the film is a flashback to him when he was, lo- he under the Japanese o- occupation, he was finishing medical school. He was a Korean doctor finishing medical school in a in a military base run by the Japanese. And yeah. yeah. And it just so happens that he has a soul bound yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Him. Yeah. And that happens very early in the film. You see a, um, like a Korean Taoist or Korean like Shivanic. He ritual. mentions, he says, this is my dead girlfriend. No, no, like <laughs> that. But then 
the whole time there's someone killing all these Japanese soldiers and it, it seems to be like a, a ghost of a Japanese soldier then it's revealed to just be a woman who's crazy <laughs> and uh, she thinks she dresses up as a Japanese soldier and kills them and stuff like that it's just there's so many of those in Korea Th- that sounds like something that gets written in because somebody says there needs to be a twist at the end <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah well a twist right here a- Epitaph really was like it did feel like they went well what has worked in Korean horror films before okay we're going to take the, everything from Tale of Two Sisters that word we're going to take everything from there's a series of them called The Whispering Corridors which are all about traditional like uh, Korean folklore ghosts okay we're going to take some of that mm-hmm. so we're not going to take Buddhist stuff we're going to take traditional Korean stuff instead and then it just they just stuck that all there's four stories and then at the end you go Oh, that's a guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd like know. to correct myself. Okay, sorry. It's not Giannis Papas that's in the movie. We no. knew that that was a joke. John Stamos, you said. I corrected myself and said John Stamos because that's him. the joke. It's but it's actually either. Colin Farrell. <laughs> he's not Greek, he's Irish. <laughs> he was the penguin. Way off. <laughs> well, maybe he has he has a Greek heritage. I Does don't, he? I don't I have no idea. He looks a little Greek. He looks pretty Irish too, though. Colin Farrell? Yeah, that's what handsome Irish people look like. There's only like four of them, and he's one of them. <laughs> Who's the other three? Uh, ooh, Liam Neeson's pretty handsome. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, okay, there's two. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. You know? Wait, no, who else is a famous Irish actor? I'm trying to think. <sighs> Conor McGregor would count? Yeah, he's, he's, he's he, pretty handsome, isn't he? Not yeah. only is Colin Farrell Irish, he's 98.7% Irish. Wow. It's because we didn't let them leave. Brits. We kept them in <laughs> Ireland for a long time. You know. Yeah. Almost had them. We almost had them. But then they, <laughs> now they're independent and I use their citizenship to avoid Brexit. Ha <laughs> ha. But yeah. So I'm Irish too, so. Can't you, you tell? Are you not in hiding? Am I in hiding? Here. Is that why you came to Ricky? To hide away from the Irish? No. No. <laughs> from, from MI6. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Stanton thinks I'm a spy for the uh, Chinese, I think. Okay, yeah. So Stanton thinks I'm a spy for the Chinese. And I got caught in London, and now I live in Reykjavik. It, well, you were going to spy just with MI6. Yeah, I, that's true. <laughs> I actually got you to did a, go I, to an interview. Yeah, I, oh, I did okay. an interview to be a spy for MI6, yeah. Yeah. And then what happened? What was that job interview like? I said penis, so great. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, they did, get, he cried. I didn't cry. And, and no, no, like I, I want to know how how did this interview come up? Did they advertise on LinkedIn? They, they advertise for spies. They advertise. They, you can just apply on their website. Yeah, he, uh, they saw so his a, exceptional homemaking homemade bomb skills. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, you just do. You just literally um, you go on their website and they just say. There's different roles, but the spy one is operational officer, and they do they all have different roles, but you can apply for that, and that's it. And then you give reasons why you think you'd be a good spy. And I was like, well, I speak Chinese, and I've been around the world a bit, so I think so, I'd be a good spy. And I got to interview, and then they give you um, they give you a written task, and I so, did not understand it at all. <laughs> and then they give you an interview, and during that interview, I described one of my friends as a penis. And I thought, probably not got this job. <laughs> and there's two interviews, so I didn't get to the second interview. So, oh, they, That's oh, yeah, what the, they all say. The other thing is mm. There you, was no when, second interview, right? Exactly. You, do, you don't go to where my six is so. You don't go to the big building on the Thames. You don't go there. It's somewhere else. And when you go in, you're meant to say, hi, I'm here for this interview. You don't call it MI6. <laughs> you call it the organization the whole mm. time. And you say, 
and they said, what's your name? And you managed to say your name and the first initial of your surname. And I went in and they said, what's your name? I said, Hugh Jones. And <laughs> 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 she went, she went, I think you mean Hugh J. And then gave me the patch. And I was like, well, okay, this is already going badly. <laughs> so there's two options. Uh, you're yeah. either lying right now and you are an MI6 agent. Right. And you can't or, kill me because... Because uh, we're not legally allowed to, MI6 agents. I have a... Also, as I've just told you, they're called officers, not mm-hmm. agents. Sure. <laughs> you would know. Uh, or they rejected you because you said penis and I your name th- incorrectly. And then you got so mad that you yeah. said, I'm going to spy so hard for China. <laughs> right. But I, do you think China would take me after I've proven that I can't get into the British one? The perfect they, cover. They, they'd take me if, I, if I'm willing. No, they wouldn't. What can you do? Spy. Like, there's like the cover Femme of fake Vital. incompetence. I guess, yeah, I guess the honeypot is kind of dead now. They, yeah, it's more of a KGB thing as well, I think. They were the guys who did that. No, they do that. They, yeah, no, people do that. it. Yeah, and people and do in it. Canada, they busted a couple of Chinese. Raw do it. Raw is uh, the Indian Secret Service. They do it quite a lot, apparently. Uh, they send people into Pakistan to, to be like honeypots, and then they, then they fund terrorism in Pakistan, apparently. According to the Pakistani government, this is... The Indian government denies it. <laughs> Shockingly. Yeah, strangely <laughs> enough. Yeah, Because my friend uh, showed me like a Pakistani, basically a propaganda movie for the army. And it, it, one of the characters is an Indian person. What's up with Pakistan funding. right now? Uh, Imran Khan is, might have lost favor of the army. And the prime minister basically can't stay in power without the army's help. And Even though Syria, it's technically a how's Syria right now? No then? idea. Mm. <laughs> no idea. It's not in the news. Yemen's pretty fucked. I know that. Mm-hmm. How about Bolivia? I think they're doing all right, actually. <laughs> Corrupt and stuff, but all okay. Right. Well, but you may actually have information about this. Any th- any secrets about the Antarctica? Any secrets about Antarctica, such as is it? I mean, there's a... Well, I think um, environmental scientists found out two years ago it wasn't melting at the same rate they thought it was. Was it melting faster? Slower. Oh, But then they said, about... but this doesn't work because there's definitely a lot of water coming from somewhere else then. <laughs> what about... <laughs> it uh, probably turns out the Arctic is melting faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. I like the uh, uh, conspiracies from the India, uh, Indian people about the nuclear reactor in the Himalayas. Okay. It's not a conspiracy to them. They're very adamant about because there was a nuclear reactor that got lost. That the got U- lost. Wait, yeah. how, I get how you they lose were, a nuclear bomb, but no, a, a reactor? Nuclear, a, no, a nuclear battery, sorry. Like oh, a huge, okay. huge nuclear battery. It's a Chinese one, is it? It's a US one. And it's, it's in the Himalayas. They, it's a secret mission that it has been proven to be true. Okay. They used this uh, to spy. And they put it uh, and the the oh, spy, in- a, a thing to listen a listening device literally. Okay. Um and well, whereabouts like in Nepal or really fucking high up in a mountain and they were gonna yeah sp- obviously mm-hmm. same yes. you can you can look this up I, I uh, look it up you got a computer <laughs> all right so, so I was gonna say I don't know how the US would access it now. They, yeah. No, no, it's lost. Yeah. They just don't want to admit to right. admit this because that would be a disaster. Yeah. Imminente. Because uh, I could imagine there being one in Nepal in like a British army base. Because there's, Brit- yeah. there's still British but army so, bases so, in Nepal. So I'm going to quote my ex and say, so what had happened was... <laughs> so uh, black ex. 
yeah, when, oh, I didn't say it. Yeah, yeah, whenever he was in trouble, I, I would know because he was like, no, 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 no. So basically what had happened was, right. no, I just, know you did something right it's now. Just, it's just last week you told a story about him and you said how he kept calling you the N-word. I was like, wait, so is he black? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, he's black. Because <laughs> if not, that's weird. <laughs> not only because you might be weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bit weird because she's white. But, <laughs> but more odd. Yeah, yeah. More, more odd than weird. Not hateful. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, no, so they uh, put the, the CIA and some army guys, and this is a secret, top secret mission. Top secret. Uh, and they couldn't, like, the, the climb was so difficult that they had to make a team of, like, experienced climbers. Like Sherpas. Yes. Like so, like, a guy that was on the magazine for, like, not Sports Illustrated, but some, like, National Geographic guy uh, who was a famous climber. Climbing Illustrated. Yes. He became, <laughs> he became part of this operation because... Uh, he, uh, and and the battery was so heavy is that he, they is are. Is he the source? No, is he how we know this is about a th- it? No, the, the the mission is confirmed. It's not confirmed like that the battery was lost. Yes, right, okay. and also some like yes, there's definitely documents and even a picture that was taken because the trip with the battery was uh, crazy and somebody yeah. See, I will say, but there's flooding. Uh, that's been happening on a higher rate uh, oh. in India, and they all have said that this is because of a, a battery that got lost. And, and, uh, for, and, and, and the, the, the US, Himalayas. The US has been like, this is a crazy conspiracy for like uh, 15 years. Right. Uh, and like in the last couple of years, it's come out that that mission, is top real. secret mission that happened, I will say that there mission, was that listening device that, that needed that battery. That mission can be real and not the cause of the flooding though, I guess. Hmm? Like, or it could be. Like I could say, I'm like, a nuclear battery could cause a lot of melting, yeah, but it, it's a big it would, it would be a lot it would be it would require a lot like, but, uh, of, but still fuel. it would it, it, if, it's, enough, if the fuel if is still enough. active it will melt it'll melt anything yeah it's very hot that's but yeah I'm just trying to picture a nuclear battery that's on a Sherpa's back and he's trying they had to be uh, many men carrying this I mean that, that does sound difficult yeah <laughs> but that, that is a thing I have with Everest when people climb Everest because you, you can't do it without a Sherpa because you'll die yeah but like some of them they, they carry all your shit up for you and you not just climb Everest and look back and go why am I bothering <laughs> like, well, this guy's got this guy's got a kitchen on his back <laughs> and he's climbing Everest and I'm going oh this is really hard <laughs> you know because if you want you can get a toilet like a portable toilet that's designed to work at that, um, what? what's it, that, uh, what's the word? Altitude. And it's like pressure based and stuff like that. And if you get that, you have a guy who carries it for you and you think, so, so you're that's carrying, you're carrying job. like a tent and some food and this guy's carrying your loo behind you. <laughs> Maybe not behind you because he's probably climbing faster than you. Right. But, but, but I guess that's nice that like a friend of mine drove across Antarctica and she had to, they had to carry out okay. all the waste they brought with them. So they basically just had in one of the cars at the back, it was just bags and bags and oh, bags. Shit. And she, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I would love to go to Antarctica, I think. Yeah, me too. It'd be well, so cool. I just want to see penguins. Yeah. yeah, I love penguins more than go to the Falkland Islands for penguins. <laughs> yeah, I mean anywhere there. Chile, I think Chile has lots of penguins. <laughs> yeah, down, down down by the, the yeah the southernmost point. There's a there's a bit there's a bit in um the flight of the Concord show when he's like I don't like penguins anymore and he's like what are you talking about penguins are great they're part of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no nah, I just I just don't like penguins anymore. Do you mean? <laughs> I wonder what the penguins did to deserve that. <laughs> I love penguins. They're so cool. 
They're like way better yeah. than puffins. All we get is puffins. I don't I like puffins, but penguins are better. I, I still don't get how puffins became like the symbol of tourism in Iceland. Well, I've never seen one the whole time I lived They have there. a cute life. They're very smart. They're, they they collect oh. cool... They have two rooms in their house. Nice. And uh, they got, like, five stuff in mind, it bro. with... Yeah, <laughs> they, but, they, they, but they, they have a showroom. Yeah, yeah. So they, it's, get, it's they amazing, pile garbage and, 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 and glittery things. And they've got big, big beaks. And they put it all there and then they say, would well, you want to come over and right. see all my garbage? But I've, I've lived in I've Iceland collected. a while and I've never seen a puffin, but and I've seen like whales. Ones. I have seen whales, I've seen a seal. You know, mm-hmm. it is weird that the puffin is the yeah, the, <laughs> the, the front the, facing the logo because I've never seen one. I, I don't know if it's true and I really want it to be true that in the uh, one of the new Star Wars movies where they had those really cute little animals and the story I heard was that the reason they put those in because they were shooting at a place yeah. with so many puffins that it was easier just to cover them with yes, these cute I little animals yeah, yeah. than to try to edit them yeah. out of the... In The Last Jedi, the bit where where, where Luke Skywalker lives. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's reasonable. In 1965, a CIA team lost mm-hmm. a four-pound uh, plutonium-powered device in okay. Nanda Devi Peak, which... Uh, that expedition retreated in the face of bad weather, leaving the device in the Himalayas. I have d- read documents about a uh, official documents about a nuclear device, and it's uh, uh, the despite the bad weather, they made a ma- they made like three trips up there, mm. and and so Oof. Yeah. and they lost it. Yes. There's a great, uh, I mean, I guess great line from an old movie that was about. So the official name for a lost nuclear device is Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a great film, and there's this, this wonderful line in it. Is I don't know what is worse that you lost a nuclear device or that it happens so often that you need to have a name for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that film. It's so silly. I haven't seen it in t- 20 years. I'd, oh, I'd love to... That's one of those old, old so movies good. I would love to watch again and see if it holds up. John Travolta like, is the bad guy. Yeah. And Christian Slater is the good guy. <laughs> Doesn't he shoot down a helicopter with a pistol? Or am I getting films? No, like... Uh, the bit I remember is they set off one of the nukes at the bottom of a mine shaft so the, the bomb doesn't affect everyone, but the EMP makes it makes the helicopter that's coming oh, after yeah, them Oh, yeah, that crash. was the one, yeah. I want to yeah. watch a bad Alec Baldwin movie. Um, I've I've only seen Hunt for Red October, mm-hmm. and that's good. So it's quite good anyway. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about Red October being hunted for. It's pretty good. Sub movie, right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a sub Tom Clancy movie. Tom novel. Yeah, it's a Tom so Clancy where novel. do we stand on the shooting thing with Alec Baldwin? I've forgotten about it. I'll be honest. I had. Um, it's not you good forgot to about shoot. It's, it's literally not good to shoot your cast. I'm just gonna go on a like uh, get on my horse here and say you shouldn't shoot the people that you're working with. Powerful uh, position uh, to generally take. I would, I would, Jeez, you're stunning and brave right now. I would say it stands, because I stand by unions, and apparently the, the person who did the firearms, the union member, was on strike, and so they had to they had to work with someone less that experienced. That means you basically deserved it to me. So this is where we differ. And this is the no. person that got shot. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't she striking? Oh, yeah, she's a scab. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I, ho- I hate her. <laughs> No, nothing. I thought I just, you know, it I sucks. Like, it sucks. I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I mostly sad think that for it the, sucks. the lady. The, the, well, the woman who died I, uh, seemed like I, I a... I think it's quite sad for him. For him? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, but it sucks more for the people that got shot. But yeah, I don't I don't especially like Alec Baldwin, but I don't, I don't think it's nice to accidentally kill somebody. I've been f- watching this man since 
I was born. Wow. And his rage issues. Yeah, he's a crazy been, person. Been a source of comedic value to me. Right. <laughs> I don't so, know if so somebody needed to hilarious. die in order for me to get my amusement. <laughs> <laughs> but, I hope not. <laughs> but if anyone is going to accidentally shoot someone on set, it's Alec fucking Baldwin. Yeah. The man had oh, maybe, a rage attack on a plane. No, I think Clint is too professional. He's, yeah, apparently Clint, uh, no, has Clint a, is going to call someone. Like no, you. Clint, Clint Eastwood. Oh, Clint Eastwood. But he's quite good with guns, apparently. Yeah, so, so, I, so he probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin had a rage attack on a plane, on yeah. a plane yeah. because the flight attendant said, please put down the Scrabble. Yeah, yeah, he's a crazy. You cannot man. play Scrabble right now while we're yeah, like I said, ascending. I, wait, was this an actual Scrabble board game? No, uh, he's wanted, on. Uh, he's on the app. He's addicted uh, to Scrabble, and he I went get crazy because she and told I'm him to Alec stop it. And I'm Alec fucking Baldwin. Are you gonna tell me what to do? I was Jack so, Ryan in the Hunt for Red October. Maybe, maybe he had a, cup, a bit of tomato juice. Yeah, I think mixed with a bit of vodka. Uh, I mean, yeah, because not unlikely. Yeah. And you're gonna try to take away my game? No, a little bit like. I, <laughs> Like I said, I don't like him, but I think it's still sad for him that he accidentally shot someone. As a as a Tina Fey Yeah, fan. Fan. Stan. Stan. Uh and a 30 Rockist. Yeah. Um Which I am as well. I love 30 Rockist. Mm-hmm. And I loved Alec Baldwin on Yeah, he was great on the show. Same Tracy Morgan's amazing. On that show. That's the only thing he's ever been good in, I think. <laughs> Just Ever it, maybe on stage he's got bangers, but yeah, I mean he's also a crazy person. So I also just commend Tina Fey for being able to handle Alec Baldwin and Tracy Morgan. Yeah, and also the show and is make them funny. Also, the show is literally about her having to do that. But, well. but, <laughs> yeah. but, but, the show but, is oh Tracy's crazy. Oh this guy's annoying. <laughs> you gotta admit there's something poetic and beautiful about Alec Baldwin's uh, all of the rage attacks that he has had yeah he's pretty famous and it's now these. ending in him kind of getting away with murder but it's manslaughter i would say yeah, we, he uh, hasn't gotten away with it yet yeah he has not gotten away with it he probably will <laughs> god that's funny if he if he i don't think he's gonna i think it's gonna be fine he's gonna be fine in, in like 20 years he'll release a book called if i did it <laughs> 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 Oh, yes. He's probably writing it right now. Yeah, he is. Well, he's not being booked for anything, is he? I I, no, I'm just a fan. I, I, I want to know who his publicist is because uh, I know that they're trying. Like, don't talk to anyone. And he's like the day after the murder outside on a, on a highway so. being like, guys, and having like a moment to I'm the camera. Really angry. <laughs> I'm really and shushing his wife, please. I find like celebrities getting angry on planes is so weird because it's such like he's the main one, but like. What is it? Um, Ian Brown from the Stone Roses apparently once told a fright attendant he would cut her hands off because <laughs> he was mad at her. <laughs> and I was just like, and I was like, why did you? And he explained why he did That's it. He explained brutal. why he did it, and it's because he was angry at her. And you're like, Fact. good. <laughs> oh and uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I've we are some, coming. I've up. had some bad flights, but I don't think I've ever threatened a flight attendant no. to take their hands off. It's an oddly specific yeah. thing to. Well, apparently, I, apparently, I may have threatened them with violence, but to <laughs> cut their hands off, come on! What he said was that he was in um, business class, and the only other people there were some Indian kids, and she looked scowlingly at them, and he thought she was racist, and she waved her hand at him, and said, "Can I get you anything?" He went, "Don't." 
wave at me like that or I'll cut your hands off. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, what are you, what are you t-? And he, especially if you listen to the Stone Roses, all this music's like, hey, I'm a hippie dude. I'm high. <laughs> you know, like, He's gotten strange with fame. I'll cut your hands off, little yeah, dictator. I, He's I like Manchester. that. He's probably weird Now, already. before we replug the show at Loft Hostel yeah, and stuff. because we're about to wrap up, so. Right. I... Uh, I'm going to end with a 20-second call. It's less than that, probably. A call? To uh, a, a video, a 911 call. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. It's this one. If is- I cut this out, you'll know why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to cut things out for you and all the I time, also, and now I, you want to put I a 911 lo- call in. <laughs> and I, I love the... Because uh, some 911 operators, excellent job, amazing, amazing work. Some people do such a bad job that you feel like they're complicit in murder yeah. or, you Like know. the ladies in Die Hard, yeah. Right. They're, right. They're, they're terrible at their job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've not seen Die Hard? Yeah, I've, I've never thought about that angle of and, Die Hard. And, and, <laughs> no yeah. good at that and being a lady, it sounds like I'm ordering a fucking pizza. And yeah, being an AMT person is like a really, it's a serious yes, job. Yes, it's hard, you, yeah. you, you, you gotta be... I wouldn't do it. Now, That's why I'm a technical writer and he's a guide. Some, <laughs> sometimes they're awful. Sometimes they're heroes. Sometimes this happens. No, it's completely out of control, and I, I can't physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. Okay, did you want us to come over to shoot her? Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. What was she talking about? Her daughter or My something? 12-year-old daughter is out of control. She's as big as I am. I'm going to need the police to come over. Do you want me to come over and shoot her? <laughs> so that, this is this is an urban legend from Hull, where I'm from, and I'm sure it's not real true. But there was a story that um, a lady called the police because people were breaking into her shed, and she said, There's "About five men are breaking into my shed," and they said, uh, "We're really busy. We'll be here there in 45 minutes." And she's like, "What? That doesn't work." And they're like, "Sorry, that's the best we can do right now because Hull's got a lot of crime." Uh, <laughs> but then um. She called them back and said, "Don't worry about it. I shot them." <laughs> and they showed up. And the police showed up, and she went, "We thought you." Sh-. They said, you, "Like the story goes, they said we thought you shot them." She said, "I thought no one was available." <laughs> no, oh. I, don't, I don't think that's what happened. I think that's an urban legend, but you know, I like to believe. It's I want true. that to be true. Yeah, I was. I, I actually did try to verify if this call of a. Uh, uh, you, would you like us to shoot her? Yeah, was it from Mad TV? Maybe. Uh, and I did find. I'm. I'm. I, I was unable to completely verify, but I did find two articles that seemed official about a man being reprimanded for... For uh, joking on 911 calls. It's it's the worst time to make a joke, you guys. It's 911 and like the suicide hotline. Two jobs where you should not joke too much. That's a joke, ma'am. Oh my God, (laughs) I love that. It's a joke, ma'am. Would you like us to shoot her? Come and then not how he said it so casually. I was come over to you. Yeah, that'd be funny, right? <laughs> not what you expect. <clears throat> well, but then. I want to go to Loft Hostel when? 14th of April, I believe. At 7.30. Just 730. before happy hour rent. So this, Is there going to be comedy? This show will be up on the 8th of April, I think. Comedy. So, uh, I mean, I, I feel really weird calling it comedy because it is—it's uh, a play, and I just don't think I'm that funny that I can call it a comedy. But there's a lot of laughter in the show. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, a it. show. it's quite funny. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's a funny but it, it's a—it's a fun, fun show. Uh, it has true stories, uh, and it's not stand-up. You're right. Though, it's not stand-up. It's, 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 it's a play. It's a play yeah, and uh, yeah, if you want to hear about the worst guest that a guy that did over a thousand tours ever 
had nice. an, about a proposal that went horribly was, wrong. Was that oh, one American nice. that guest? Or were they British? Probably British. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> you tell a story about a, right. about a bad proposal. Yes. That's that great. We should go. See, this is, I like this. I don't think that was in the show last year, was it? It, w- it was. Oh, maybe it I was. just forgot it. I'll come don't and see it again. <laughs> Yeah, and so do some various other stuff. I do do a whole bit about TripAdvisor reviews and my love for bad TripAdvisor reviews, which is yeah. something that I just got for myself. Uh, I still do this regularly. I go on TripAdvisor, just scroll through one-star reviews of stuff. It's the best. And great. The, the funniest one I, I found since I did the show was there's a review for the Penis Museum and the review headline, the review is about a page long and the headline is, do you people think this is funny? And then it's just... <laughs> The whole review is about how degenerate and disgusting Icelanders are for having the penis wow. museum on the main street. It's wow. The best thing about that is that's we not have even this in as degenerate sure. as we go in this <laughs> yeah, country. Exactly. Did she go to a bar on a Friday night? <laughs> <laughs> well then, yeah. Shocking. Actually, on the subject of bad reviews, one of my favorite things on the internet ever is this guy Ken M who does fake yeah, reviews, yeah, and he had one. He he reviewed a uh, McDonald's. It gave it one star. He said, there were no seats. We had to eat in the toilet. And one of the other customers didn't wash their hands. (laughs) 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 And on that bombshell. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for coming. My pleasure, man. 14th of April, Loft Hostel at 7.30. Yes. Thank you very much. Say goodbye, Stanen. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.